Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Great to have you joining with us. And speaking of joining with us, just want to tell you that last week was our biggest week in the two plus years that we've been doing this podcast. We had the most listeners that we have ever had and very excited about that. We don't really do much in the way of marketing. Um, Not that I've said before, not that we couldn't or shouldn't. We just haven't. Uh, But it's pretty exciting to have this kind of growth without doing any of the marketing or the sorts of things that you may need to do, which again, have no problem doing it and think it's a good idea for sure. But to be able to have this kind of increase in listeners without doing any of that, it, it, it means a lot. So thank you for listening and for sharing this podcast with other folks. I'm assuming that's how it's growing is just word of mouth and, and that's, that is exciting. And so, well, hey, however you're joining us, whether it's uh, in any one of the many, we're, we're new on Amazon Music, maybe that's part of it. And um going to be coming on pray.com as well in in the uh, podcast uh, of course the devotions I've talked about before daily devotions on every every day Monday through Friday uh, pray radio 2:30 Eastern time and 11:30 West Coast time uh, and all always available on demand whenever you want to listen to the daily devotions only about three minutes a day uh, really help you but we're going to add the the podcast to it as well just another way for people to access it that hasn't even happened yet <clears throat> so we'll see uh, maybe we're, we'll be moving up to another level of, of, of listeners and whatever that is that is exciting and uh, really great and just uh, again want to keep talking about it because I've been having meetings about it and just getting more and more excited about my new book which is coming out on January the 4th The book is entitled, This is Living, Daily Inspiration to Live Your Faith. So it is a book that is sometimes referred to as a devotional book. It is a book that has 100 daily, you can call them devotions, uh, readings, uh, meditations, whatever word works for you, but essentially uh, read read one each day for for, uh, 100 days. Of course, you can do it any way you want, uh, but that's the idea is that you'd have this daily uh, in boost this daily inspirational reading that, that can just really set your day and um, can't wait for you to to read it I'm really really excited about it comes out January 4th and uh, fairly soon here though you'll have the opportunity to pre-order um, the book and then as soon as it comes out and sometimes they come out early you know that stuff can happen in the business they in this world publishing and you may end up uh uh, receiving the book even before it's available for everybody else to get. It's one of the benefits. And, and there'll be some more benefits. Uh, there'll be some, some definitely some free downloads that will come along with uh, pre-ordering. And I'll talk more about that as that gets all finalized. Give you a little taste of what it's all about and maybe maybe some other maybe some other goodies as well. All this stuff the marketing folks are talking about. So we'll see what it ultimately uh, comes up with and what we land on, but looking forward to having you uh, read that. I think it's just really, I really, you know, I'm really proud of it. I think there are some great, great stories. Yeah, you will learn some things you, you've never learned, and I'm going to take you all over the world, literally all over the world, with some cool stories from many different countries and places. 
And not to mention all over this country, national parks and all kinds of things. So there'll be a lot of great stories as well as some some really good, uh, inspirational, motivational, challenging stuff for you that you can just read and just really set your day in a, in a whole host of ways. So going to be good. So we've been doing the Overcoming Fear series, and I'm going to uh, take a, a little uh, ch- break from that today, do a little change and talk about uh, Thanksgiving because uh, it's next week and, and um, it happens to be the 400th anniversary of Thanksgiving, 1621, holy smokes, 400 years celebrating Thanksgiving, not as a you know, official holiday, but since it began. And that's pretty momentous. And I thought we ought to park on there. And let me just say, we'll take a, a, a break break and not a break from the series, but a, a weekly break for the, the day after Thanksgiving. So we won't have an episode. Then we'll come back and finish up overcoming fear with overcoming the fear of pain and suffering. Um, and 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 that that's how we'll wrap it up. We'll do a, a couple of uh, one-offs in December and take a break for the Christmas holiday and start the new year with the great new series on decision making. If you're going to have a great year, you're going to have to make great decisions and I'm going to help you to do that. So that's where we're headed. But today we're going to talk about Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving holiday and and the fact that there's still much that we can be thankful for even going through over a year and a half of a pandemic. But I thought it might be good to just take a little history lesson. Maybe you haven't studied this in a while since you were in school, or maybe you don't, uh, maybe you remember it, maybe you don't, but I think it's it's worth noting because again, what we're going through right now, some of the hardships and some of the hardships these folks went through, it's, it's, worth, it's worth repeating. So let's go all the way back to August of 1620. And it's now time for the Mayflower and the Speedwell, the two ships, to set out from Southampton, England, to come to America. Now, again, you may remember that the Pilgrims actually first went to the Netherlands. That didn't really work out. So they came back to England and then decided to set out for America. So the Virginia colony had granted them some land that they could use and so they set out with these two ships but very early on the speedwell sprang a leak and both vessels were forced to turn around and they ended heading uh, to the port of Plymouth in England and you can figure out why it's called Plymouth in America in Massachusetts and this turn really um, kind of uh, you know, was the beginning, the beginning of the of the challenges for them, because what was eventually decided was that the Mayflower was going to have to go it alone, that there would not be two ships, but only one ship. And at this point, some of the folks having already spent weeks waiting and at sea pretty much bailed on the whole idea. So imagine you've gathered together this group of pioneers, right? They're going to go all the way across the sea and going to go to this new land. And now you got people bailing on you. That That is really not how you want to start a trip. 
But that's exactly what happens. Some of the people are like, you know, first we go out to sea, then we have to come back. Now we're waiting for the ship to be fixed, and now we're just going to take the one ship. So 102 passengers is what what ended up with, and 30 crew members packed themselves aboard this ship called the Mayflower. And probably the first really important thing to know is that the Mayflower was not the passenger ship, it was the cargo ship. So hardship number two, we're not going to travel in a ship made for people, we're going to travel in a merchant ship that's used for goods. And that's really not the way you wanna go. The ship was somewhere between 80 and 90 feet in terms of its length, could carry about 180 tons of cargo. There is a replica of the Mayflower that was built, by the way, uh, back in the 50s, it was built. And uh, in fact, it's, uh, it just traveled back to England, this reproduction. So the pilgrims were, you know, in for a pretty uh, uncomfortable ride in terms of being in a ship that wasn't really made for for people. Um, this was this was going to be difficult, but gets even more difficult. You may we'll call it maybe hardship number three because of the delays. They ended up heading out during the stormy season, meaning rough waters biting conditions, plenty of seasickness. So, man, <clears throat> it's tough. And just to give you an idea, we're talking about a journey of 66 days over two months at sea. Two months in a ship that wasn't meant for passengers in a time of the year when you shouldn't be traveling because of the storms. One young passenger was actually swept overboard, though miraculously he was saved, and another sailor actually ended up dying during the journey. So their numbers went down by one already. So this, was, this is what these folks uh, faced, really, really, really challenging conditions. Eventually they did arrive in the Americas, uh, first glimpsing Cape Cod, on November the 9th, 1620, and they anchored a few days later. But the pilgrims were significantly farther north than they intended to be, and were well beyond the land that the Virginia colony had allocated for them. So, whoopsies. Given the treacherous journey, the travelers really decided to stop and explore and they docked in what is a, now would be a Provincetown Harbor, which is at the end of Cape Cod. If you know Cape Cod, I, some of you know I'm a New Englander, so I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut, and we spent many summers with my family. Uh, not my family I grew up with, but my own family, my wife and children in Cape Cod because we lived in Virginia. We wanted the kids. My wife is from Massachusetts. We wanted the kids to kind of know a little bit about their roots, and so... Uh, Cape Cod is like uh, like an arm that you know has like an elbow goes out and then the elbow and then it goes up and at the very tip is is Provincetown. 
So Plymouth, by the way, is back at uh, technically not on Cape Cod, but just close to Cape Cod just before you head out on the beginning of that arm. So little little geography lesson for you there. So the Pilgrims arrived essentially in the clutches of winter. So hardship number four. This is not the time you want to be uh, building. It's not the time that you want to be able to uh, start uh, a new colony. But that's that's what they had. The conditions were very, very harsh. Now, the uh, ship did come to the rescue because it was used then really as their uh, place to to uh, to live. It was their it was their home. They lived on the Mayflower and then got off the Mayflower and constructed houses and worked on the colony during the day and then used the ship as shelter by night. But it was still very, very, very difficult. And the difficulties resulted in only about half of the passengers and crew surviving the winter. So hardship number five, they find themselves having already lost people at the beginning of the journey who didn't want to go because the one sh- the other ship didn't come with them and they had to wait so long. Now they lose half of the people that, that actually took the journey to begin with. So this is a very, very challenging situation. The Pilgrims finally, of course, established the uh, Plymouth, their initial colony, which later got uh, kind of absorbed by the Massachusetts Bay Colony and kind of all became Massachusetts at that point. And then on April of 1621, the Mayflower actually traveled back to England and kind of ended that part of the story in terms of the ship itself. And as I mentioned, that you could see a reproduction of that ship that was built and uh, it just traveled. It, it actually got uh, some work done on it to make it seaworthy in, in Connecticut and then headed uh, to England for this special anniversary of 400 years. It's really something. And so then that fall, there was the celebration of Thanksgiving, thanks to the help of the native peoples and the pilgrims got together and there helped them learn, you know, how to, to farm and do some of the other things that were so necessary. And so everybody got together. There was a bountiful harvest and they had a huge feast. And this is widely considered to be the first Thanksgiving. Now, you have to know that I'm a New Englander, but I've spent 28 years in Virginia. And in Virginia, they believe that the first Thanksgiving happened at Berkeley Plantation a year before. So it's a great argument to to go back and forth on that one. But I'm going to say this is where this is the story. This is the story as I I understand it and, and certainly the story that I'm telling today as we understand what took place with actually took place with the the pilgrims and the first Thanksgiving. And so just going through the the story again, you see the kind of incredible challenges that these people faced. I mean, just unbelievable. We named, you know, five kind of major challenges that they went through. And yet, in spite of all of that, they still sat down and 
celebrated Thanksgiving. And I think there's a great lesson there for us in terms of the things that we've been through during this year and a half plus pandemic. And you might say, you know, I just don't know if there's much really to be thankful for, Rick. I mean, it's been brutal and it has been uh, difficult. There's no doubt about it. But if the pilgrims could have these major setbacks and these uh, really difficult hardships that they endured and still be able to pause and give thanks to God for all the blessings that they had received in this new land that they were living in and did that 400 years ago and we're still celebrating that holiday today. Well, again, we're doing it on Thursday, right? I think it, it, it's a message for us. It's a strong, a strong message about the the importance of, of pausing to to give thanks, and and really, uh, obviously, to make thankfulness and gratitude more of a a regular part of our our lives, in, instead of just uh, thinking of it as just a, a one day thing. I've I've I, I've done an episode on happiness. I based on the Five Habits of Happy People booklet that I written and one of those five habits is gratitude happy people are people that have have gratitude so gratitude is really a habit you can build into your life and um, let me just kind of define it for you it's appreciating focusing on and being thankful for what we have it's exactly that it's appreciating it's focusing on and it's being thankful for what we have so many times we focus on what we don't have instead of what we have. You know, sometimes you need to thank God for the things that didn't happen. Yeah, the things he stopped that you don't even know anything about. And, and because you don't know about him, obviously it's, 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 you know, difficult to point to it. But I mean, really, friends, this is. It's kind of a big thing, I think. It's just saying to yourself, you know, um, there's there's things that could have happened that didn't happen, and and I'm I don't even know what they were, but I know I'm the beneficiary. I know I'm the beneficiary. Psalm nine one says, "I'll give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart." You know, with my whole heart. Just really have a wholehearted kind of attitude about being thankful. To, to feel gratitude really um, requires like a consistent repetition, like a consistency. It doesn't, that's what, what is concerning to me about like Thanksgiving when it's just like, all right, you know, it's the day the pilgrims did it 400 years ago. So let's just all say something we're thankful for. And, and that doesn't really build it, you know, like that doesn't do it. It's got to be something a lot more consistent for for, for it to happen. And I, and I mean, there's there's always going to be much that we can be thankful for. As I just mentioned, things that didn't happen that could have happened. And then so many other ways in which we're we're blessed. And, you know, all you need is a little health scare and you realize how fortunate you are to have your health. All you need is for somebody else, you know, to, to, to pass away and it'd be like, man, I just can't believe that person's gone to realize it can, it can all go away very quickly. 
I've never spent a night in a hospital in, in my life. I hope I never have to. But I'll tell you what. I know a lot of people that have. And it's not because, you know, I've done something better than them or I'm more deserving. It's just the way things work. And again, we'll talk about pain and suffering here in a couple of weeks. But just to be thankful for your health, to be thankful that you're able to do things that other people may not be able to do. We just celebrated, you know, Veterans Day last week. And you just look at all these vets that are physically changed by war. The sacrifice that they made, man, for us, for our freedom, for for us to be able to live in the way we want to live and to live in such a a great country, such a powerful country that just affords us so much. That's a whole nother thing to be thankful for, just to be able to to know there's a lot of 200 countries in this world and we're fortunate enough, those of you that are in America that are listening to this, and I, I should be careful because I know there's folks listening in other countries as well. But for those in America, you know, you're. I think it's a blessing and that's why so many people want to come here because of the opportunities. Not a perfect country, that's for sure. Not a perfect country. We have our faults and we need to do better. No doubt about it. But man, it's still a great place to be in so many, many, many ways. I think you need to look for small things to be grateful for instead of just, you know, sort of focusing always on the big things. I think that's really where we miss it. We pass over the, the seemingly small things. I'm recording right now. It is a beautiful, beautiful fall day. The sun is shining. The leaves change later this year, so there's still colors. I mean, it's, it's nice. And it's just easy to just take it for granted. But we shouldn't. We should just be like, well, that's a beautiful day. What a beautiful day, you know. Enjoy, enjoy the, enjoy the day that God has given us. The verse in the Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. I'll have joy. I'll be, I'll be glad about it. It's a good attitude to have. Not every day is a great day. It's true. There's a lot of good days. Could be just, you know, just laughter, just being able to laugh with your friends, your family, just it's a blessing, you know, humor, man. It's just really great to be able to have people that make you laugh and you need to enjoy that and appreciate it. Could be just something as simple. I was going to a speaking engagement in this area where I live, which, you know, is kind of rare when you travel all around the country and world speaking to have a speaking engagement. No joke, like just down this main, the main road in Richmond called Broad Street. And I got on that street and I mean, I hit like 10 green lights in a row. It was like unbelievable because there's tons of lights to go from where I am to where I was speaking. And I mean, you know, it's just one of those things you're like, today's my day, right? 10 green lights in a row. These are the sort of things that can pass us by that I think are worth pausing 
and really considering and, and, and thinking about. And, and then, you know, then we can just go on from there. The opportunities that that we've been afforded, the chances to do things that not everybody gets to do. The, the, the people around us that really, you know, love us and, and, and care for us being thankful for and just appreciative for having them in our lives. I mean, it's just so easy to take people for granted. And I tell you, it's it's one of the most insidious things I think in relationships is taking someone for granted. Don't do it. Don't take someone for granted. Appreciate them. Be thankful for them and make sure that they know that you do, in fact, appreciate them and are are thankful for them it 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 means a lot it means more than maybe we sometimes realize time and time again you'll you'll read these i certainly have read these various surveys reports about employees and employers and bosses and workers and supervisors and managers and leaders and all these sorts of things you know what what makes people happy in the workplace why do they stay and in this season that we're in where people are leaving the workplace and, and frankly looking for something better, time and time again, you read more than salary, which, you know, everyone just thinks pay me more and that's where I'll go. But time and time again, what these surveys show is more than salary. It is appreci- appreciation. It is feeling like you are appreciated for the work that you do that makes people want to stay working in a particular place of employment. That when they feel like their contribution is valued, recognized, appreciated, they're happy about that. They they want to stay. I mean, just something as simple as that just really shows us the power that comes in appreciation. So by all means, on Thanksgiving Day, look at these people around the table your family members and and maybe friends and tell them how much you appreciate them but it 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 can't just be once a year it has to be more often than that and there's ways to help to do that one is a gratitude journal where you just get a get a journal and put it by your nightstand and Every night before you go to bed, write down three things that happened that day that you're thankful for. Now, when you first start, maybe you'll find it difficult or maybe you'll find it easy and then you think it's harder as you try to think of more things. I don't know. I've heard both both sides, but I'll tell you what I've heard. But overwhelmingly beyond those two, uh, it was easy in the beginning, got harder or it was hard at the beginning, it got easier is people end up doing it and that really is life-changing for them i mean just give it three weeks you know just just give it a month just try it you know just try it and see what that does to your entire outlook this is why one of the five habits of happy people is gratitude is because when people really feel gratitude they just realize that 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 they they are blessed and thus it makes them happy And sometimes you just need a way to catalog that 
So I would just encourage you to do that. Here's another one, the gratitude jar, the gratitude box. We actually have one in our house. When we were at Lake Como in Italy, we were in this little shop and there was this kind of tin can of uh, cookies, of these almond cookies that I love. And on the outside, it said Virginia, you know, and that's where we live. And it was just so weird. or we like, Virginia, what? What in the world? So he bought it, bought it for the cookies, kept it for the jar. And we put, so here's what we do. Anytime something really, you know, something good happens, we just write it down on a little slip of paper and throw it into the jar. And you just do, you just keep doing that throughout the year. You just, good stuff, something good happens, you know, it's just like uh, Johnny made the basketball team, boom, goes, you know, goes, goes in the jar Anything that that takes place that, you know, you're just like, man, this 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 is a good one. This is a happy one. Dad got a promotion. It doesn't need to be just these giant big things. Again, it can be other things that, frankly, you'll end up forgetting. But at the time, you know, you're like, man, this is really good. This really made my week. You know, this really made my day to be able to have this happen. So you just write them down, just write them down, just keep popping them in and then on New Year's Eve, you, you open the jar and you just go through it all. Just go through it and start reading all these things. You, it, it'll blow your mind. Stuff you completely forgot about. And you you want to have a great way to end your year. You go through that at the end of your year. And it just sets you up perfectly for a new year because you're like, wow, this is, this is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So many blessings. So many things. And sometimes we forget, but writing them down helps us to remember so I hope that Thanksgiving will be a great holiday for you. I hope you have a great time with your family and, and, and your friends. I hope you just really enjoy it. But I hope that what it gets you thinking about is let's not just have one day a year where we're thankful, but let's make it a part of our life, the attitude of gratitude and build that. And I think if you do, you're going to be a lot happier as a person. Have a great week and a great holiday. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.